0: hello everyone welcome back to janine janine it's the it's the final episode of the glorious of gloriousnessness series it is morgan hasn't seen yes. what's going on i'm so sad
1: i know this has been fun black film double features of many genres it's been very exciting
0: it has it's been very, very exciting, and look, we're ending on a bang today.
1: <laughs> oh, we are definitely
0: like a real big. Oh God, yes, bang today. <laughs> it's going to be very, very fun because, yes, we've covered the dramatic movies, the comedic movies, the romancy, romancy movies, and the action, crimey movies. But now, Janine. We're talking some black horror.
1: We are. and yes. I mean, I, I don't think people really know a lot about black horror. They think there's not very much black horror out there. But I think we found a couple of diamonds in the rough. I think we did. <laughs>
0: I think we did. And look, to be perfectly honest with you, there's not a lot of black horror out there.
1: There isn't. But there there's... is... There's some that I think people just don't know about is what I kinda of yes. getting at.
0: And there is obviously a there's all there's a good history of black people in horror when you get when, when you hit the sixties, sort of. Before then the history of black people in horror is a little bit stereotypical and kind of Tragic Uh, and terrible. Terrible. (laughs) Yes. Terrible, basically.
1: Problematic, to say the least.
0: But, obviously, once you hit Night of the Living Dead, things start to change a little bit. Yes. Which is good. And look where we are now with black people in horror. We're a hell of a lot better than, you know, we're, 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 we're very good at the minute with black people in horror. We're still obviously obviously, there is still many, many ways to go, yes, many, many lengths of ways to go, um but we are obviously in in a good place right now for all that sort of stuff, so this is what we're celebrating today on Morgan hasn't seen because morgan hasn't Morgan hadn't seen these two black horror movies. And those two movies are Janine. What?
1: Uh, Vampire in Brooklyn and Blacula. Blackula. Blackula.
0: <laughs> My name is Blackula. Yes, so yes, it is William Marshall. Yes, it is. <laughs> I don't know what you. I don't know which movie you want to talk about first, Janine. To be perfectly honest with you, I think I could go on for about three hours about Blackula.
1: Okay, well, we'll save that for the end. So let's talk about Vampire in Brooklyn, directed okay. by Wes Craven, starring Eddie Murphy, Angela Bassett.
0: Yes. Yeah. See, Wes Craven, Wes Craven is a director as well. He's, you know, yes, he's a he's a, obviously a, a white director and a horror director. I feel like... He has, he, he what did he do? Did he, he did the people under the stairs as he well. He
1: did, mm-hmm. which also which has is, a black child protagonist.
0: Yeah, which is something you never see. Yeah. You never see that sort of stuff. So Wes Craven, Wes Craven I think he's a good, uh, or was a good director in terms of inclusivity and that kind of thing. Yes. Which is nice. Obviously. I mean, I will
1: say, Scream Two is one of is one of my favorites, just because there are a lot of, uh, an abundance of black people in that movie. They get killed, but that that probably had the most black people. Of I any think
0: that's just because it's a scream, scream movie, isn't it? <laughs> yes,
1: yes, yes.
0: But yes, think...
1: we, we open with black people. Her best friend's a black person. The cameraman's a black guy who loves to kind of um, you know, commentate on the fact that he's probably the first to go. Um, so yeah, Scream 2, you know, that was just another example of Wes Craven, you know, trying to, you know, be somewhat inclusive. So yeah. I, I, I appreciate him for that.
0: I mean, obviously Wes Craven's a very, very smart director as well in in terms of having fun with himself and you know having fun with these movies he obviously started off as a, as making very very kind of grim uh real horror movies that obviously were what the 70s were all about yes making horror movies where people were the real monsters and all that kind of stuff and weird Sects of people and cults of people look at the hills have eyes and things like that. Yeah, um, it was obviously, obviously, Wes Craven, and then he, he turns kind of with Nightmare on Elm Street into, oh, let's just have a bit of fun, and then we're yeah. just gonna have a bit of fun for the rest of our career, aren't we? Wes, yes, we are. We miss yes. Wes Craven, we do as a director a lot, but yeah. Vampire in Brooklyn is well. It's a. It's obviously it's a black movie. Now we. we I've been talking throughout this series on what I um, think of the of the what I think constitutes a kind of black movie, and a having a black director has always been that. It's always been a big part of factor that. for you. Mm-hmm. But having watched obviously some of these movies we've watched during this month. I don't think it's actually 100% necessary. No. I think as long as black voices are behind it, in terms of maybe writing or producing or that kind of thing, and certainly, obviously, starring in near enough every role and it has to be a certain type of environment, St- a certain yeah. story. Um, I think directors can be anybody. I think it it helps if a director of a black movie is black because I think it's more personal then. Yes, think, they can understand example,
1: how to how to really showcase what these people would really be like. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um you know, I think for example, if something like Boys in the Hood was directed by a white guy, it wouldn't be right, would it? You yeah. know what I mean? It wouldn't it's feel just the more, same. If do the right thing was directed by a white guy, it wouldn't be the same.
1: That voice wouldn't feel real. It wouldn't. Feel Basically, genuine. if Spike
0: Lee was white, it wouldn't work. Um, <laughs> it wouldn't. I don't think it would. Um, but that's you know that's it's kind of it's not as necessary in a movie like Vampire in Brooklyn because it's not a movie that's directly about race
1: no and it i want it
0: happens to be all black people in a cool vampire movie
1: yeah like that is not a defining factor of these characters or inherent to the plot in any way so um i think i i want to say i read something like um eddie murphy wanting like the studio was wanting, like, a horror comedy, but Eddie Murphy wanted it to straight up be, like, a horror movie because he loves oh, yeah. horror. yeah.
0: Yeah. I like that, though, because Eddie Murphy wrote this movie with yeah. Charlie, Charlie mm-hmm. Murphy as well. Um, I love that. I love that he wanted to make a straight horror movie because it is, look, it has some comedy in there, yeah. but what 90s horror movie doesn't?
1: And Eddie Murphy in the different, you know, and it's Eddie looks, Murphy in you... the different makeup transformations that he's exactly. kind of was his trademark, especially
0: at that time. Exactly. I mean, John Witherspoon is in this movie as well, so mm-hmm. you're gonna have some level of comment. I Come... forget the guy who plays the uh, what's his name? The, his the guy that turns into a ghoul.
1: <laughs> um, I think his name is Kadeem Hardison. I want.
0: But say he's funny as well. He's obviously yeah. a. A comedic relief in the movie so it, it does have comedy in there but it is it isn't a horror comedy because it doesn't m- make fun of itself really no it's just kind of very very entertaining and very very fun yeah as a a straight vampire movie which is is nice really yeah um, they really
1: i think they really dedicate themselves to the lore of that character um, and they take care to really kind of show those aspects and play it up and have fun with it yeah. in a very kind of smart way that we all are familiar with.
0: Yeah, definitely. I mean, we all, everybody loves vampires anyway. Vampires are just, they're the, they're, they're the easiest of recognisable monsters, aren't they?
1: You yes. just throw <laughs> a
0: load of lore in there. And you and you've got a solid vampire movie that everybody can understand because everybody knows all there is to know about vampires. You go around to anybody from the age of seven to ninety-seven, and they'll be able to tell you: vampires don't go out in the sun. Vampires don't like garlic or religion. Vampire and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And it's all the same stuff that everybody knows, so you can make a nice vampire movie about anything just as long as it's got a good... As long as the law's in there, which it, of course, is. Yes. We like it. Eddie Murphy, for some reason, plays a very, very, very good, suave, typical vampire.
1: Well, yeah, if you've seen some of the movies he did, you know, in, in that time where he was kind of that playboy character... Then you know he can be suave, like he's in this movie called Boomerang, where that's kind of a big part of his character is like this playboy hooking up with all the ladies, very slick, smooth. Everybody loves him, um, type character. So it wasn't a stretch for me to kind of see him in that light, especially even in like Nutty Professor when he's Buddy Love and he's that kind of suave. So he could you imagine Buddy Love the vampire? (laughs) I mean, we got a little bit of that, Uh. a little bit, yeah, a little bit.
0: I think I think that's a good point, actually. I think this is a practice for Eddie Murphy to play Buddy Love. Because yeah. when's Vampire in Brooklyn? Na- like, 95 or something like that? I think
1: that. it's 95, yeah.
0: So it's a few years before The Naughty Professor. I think that's exactly what he's doing. I think he's just practicing being super confident playboy Buddy Love. But he's not got the... Uh, he, well, he's obviously taking it a different way, isn't he? Because he's got to be sleek, he's got to be quiet.
1: Yeah, he's not as loud and flamboyant as Buddy. No, like, but he has the smooth, suave part down. I he think. does, and he's doing a
0: hell of a lot of a better Caribbean accent than Tay Diggs did in <laughs> How Stella Got a Groove Back.
1: Yes, I would have to agree with that.
0: I like the I like the law of his character as well, coming from the Caribbean. Yes. And, you know, you get a little bit of a story of how people traveled over there with vampire-y things that were going on to the Bermuda Triangle and the vampires in the Bermuda Triangle would feast on all the ships that crashed in the Bermuda yes. Triangle. <laughs> and I like that. And then he, he, for some reason, he decides to go to Brooklyn. Brooklyn because. Yeah. Brooklyn's Brooklyn. Let's set a horror so movie in Brooklyn. He,
1: he sails his ghost ship over that way and.
0: He does. Crashes yeah. into John Witherspoon's <laughs> little Manning hut. Yeah. <laughs> and. John Witherspoon gets all terrified because Sirius Black turns up, of course. It's not really Sirius Black, it's just a big black dog that's Eddie Murphy, actually. But I (laughs) thought it was Sirius Black. It would have been quite funny if it was. It wasn't, though. Yeah, no.
1: He's (laughs) in (laughs) Anamagus!
0: Oh, could you imagine if that had just... (laughs)
1: Or if that black British kid shows up and just starts talking about the (laughs) (laughs) Griffin, he just pops in and gives that whole monologue about the Griffin. (laughs) Oh yes, yes,
0: absolutely, that should have happened.
1: I mean, he's black; he would have fit in there. (laughs) Edit that kid in talking about
0: the (laughs) Griffin. Somebody needs to do that. Somebody, please, do uh, an edit of that sort of opening of *Vampire in Brooklyn*, where you first see the the dog, and then it changes like into Eddie Murphy and John Witherspoon's running around the ship, all terrified. Just cut with the one dude from *Prisoner of Azkaban*. Oh, the Grim is one of the darkest omens in our world. <laughs> it's the omen of death. The death. <laughs> I love it. So Somebody good. please do that. <laughs> it is though. It is though. It's 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 the omen of death though, isn't it, Janine? It's not he's not lying. No. He's not lying because Eddie Murphy's the omen of death, or is he the omen of eternal life? He'll have you mm. believe he's the omen of eternal life. Yes. Because he does not kill his victims, he grants them eternal life as ghouls and vampires and all that weird stuff.
1: Well, the ones that he wants. So he's the ones kind that of he he's on this mission, he has to turn a like a desired person that he wants because otherwise the whole line of vampires will end. So he needs yeah. to pick a worthy um person to kind of pass on this we have uh, to vampiric keep the... curse
0: to. We have to keep the bloodlines, don't we, Janine, which yes. obviously is quite important in vampire things as well. So yes. who does he choose but Angela Bassett? Yes, Yay. who is a cop who ends up she kind is. of
1: looking for him um, because, of course, they don't really know it's a vampire at that point. But... No, they've
0: just got a string of murders that are just kind of uh, questionable and they don't know what it is it seems a bit strange doesn't it yes um and angela bassett's trying to figure it out oh i'm a nice street level brooklyn cop angela bassett uh it's quite different to the other angela bassett character we got in in well it's quite similar in a way but it's, a, it's a, quite different to the other angela bassett character we got in this whole black yeah, movies I mean... series
1: Tough, and you know, someone's in love with her, but she's fighting against it-that kind of whole situation. So, there's that with her that partner, way. yes,
0: similar in that way. But I feel like, um, I feel like, whoa, I forget what her name is in this movie again. I was just, you know, what I like to do is I just say, Oh, that's Eddie Murphy as a vampire, and that's Angela Bassett as Eddie Murphy's person. Yeah. He's going, I don't focus on character names.
1: I want to say it's Rita or something. Rita. That I can't, I can't, that remember. sounds right.
0: <laughs> that sounds right. <laughs> I feel like Rita is a little more kind of. Hmm, what is the right word? When you compare Rita and Stella from How Stella Got a <laughs> Groove Back, Janine. Yes. What would you say the main difference of these people is?
1: Um, I think Rita's more scared.
0: I mean, yes. Would you say, Rita, despite Rita being very, very tough, and I would say, tougher than Stella in How Stella Got a Groove Back, both career-orientated people. Yes. However, I feel like Rita is more reluctant to open herself up. Which is weird. But also, is it weird? Because she's opening herself up to a vampire. Yes. Which is dangerous. It's a dangerous thing to do.
1: But I think all of that also kind of stems from a little bit of um, jealousy. Because she has this whole kind of will they, won't they, like situation going on with her partner where they like each other but they're you know don't allow themselves to kind of give into that and she gets a little bit of jealousy when she thinks that her roommate has been with him and so then she yeah. kind of lashes out by going out with eddie murphy's vampire not realizing that he is actually a vampire
0: yeah i i like i well i think and i know we actually have this little bit of a discussion on the uh, on the patron live stream yes on uh, on sunday is that is vampires as the romantic lead because obviously we are kind of half gearing up for a <laughs> series on 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 the twilight movies that we'll be doing on this show in september yes <laughs> of which obviously vampires are the romantic lead but i and i you know, I'm not 100% looking forward to watching the Twilight <laughs> movies for reasons that will obviously be explained when we get onto to them. Um, but vampires as the romantic lead is absolutely vital in a vampire movie, I think. Because vampires are inherently romantic. They are inherently kind of...
1: Charming and...
0: Well, they They're inherently sinisterly sexual beings.
1: Well, I will say with the Twilight films to relate it back to what you're saying. There's a whole scene where Edward and Bella, they start kind of falling for each other. You know, all of that happens. And he's reluctant to have her fall in love with him because he sees himself as a killer and all of this stuff. So he is explaining to her that he is like the best kind of killer because everything about him is made to draw his prey in how he looks, how he smells like all these things about him. So he is the perfect killer because everything about him and how he looks and how he acts and everything is made to draw in his prey. And so I think when you talk about a vampire being perfect for being a romantic lead, That makes me think of that whole line of dialogue from that movie.
0: That makes sense. That makes sense. But do you know what the problem is there? What? The problem is that he doesn't want to be. And a vampire's got to want to be. (laughs) He's got to want to kill. He's got to want to prey on horrible people. He's got to be the embodiment of evil. And that's obviously where vampires come from in the first place. But is a fear of being prey, a fear of women being preyed on, and a fear <laughs> of the 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 charming outside man defiling one's woman. That's but where I'd, vampires come from.
1: I don't feel like uh, the vampire we'll be talking about later is wholly evil.
0: No, I don't think he is either. But I think that is a particularly unique instance that works for that one movie. I think with something like Vampire in Brooklyn, you are looking at a more typical vampire story. Okay. And with, you know, and obviously with Eddie Murphy in Vampire in Brooklyn, he is acting as absolutely the quintessential vampire. He is sinisterly romantic and charming and all that kind of stuff to draw... His prey in to hypnotize his prey into coming in. Oh, you're so great, Mr. Vampire. I love you, Mr. Vampire. Ha ha ha, I'm the vampire. Bitey bitey on the neck. Okay. I well, survive, you die. That's I, how vampires work.
1: I do have a question. Yes. Um. So, I've, there are some things I've noticed with these two movies that we're talking about now, and even like with something like a Twilight movie. Like, one of the vampire tropes is having to be invited in. And that's, yes. so that doesn't always apply to all vampire stories, but that's kind of a main one. I think he it usually... should be, though. Yes. Um, but I'm noticing with this movie, even with blockula which we'll talk about later, and with things like Twilight... Um, when it's a specific person that they desire, it's not just a random person that they're sucking their blood or killing or whatever. When it's someone they desire, someone they feel they need, it seems like that whole kind of invitation trope is necessary for them to go ahead with trying to change them and uh, turn them. Um, is that kind of a trope or is that something that they've kind of put a spin on, in their kind of storytelling of vampire kind of lore.
0: I think it's probably just a spin on it because um an invitation. I don't think it's a it's net, look, obviously vampires like invitations, right? That's why they always say. Yeah. So, like, I mean, we we I, like, go I'm yeah, that's why they always say we we you know, vampires vampires have to be invited into a new location. Yes. But that's to do with a location obviously. Now, when it's to do with an individual, I don't think that the invitation trope necessarily is the same or acts in the same way. I just happen to think that once the vampire knows that the prey wants him, and it's not just the other way around, that's when the vampire knows he has won, because he has... Hypnotized or influenced the prey, and I know I'm talking about it in very predator prey, but that's ultimately what I'm what it yeah. kind of is. That's how I have to kind of go about and analyze this kind of thing. Um, once the prey wants the predator, then the predator's won. It's not a case of, I don't think it's a case of inviting, I don't think it's the, the same trope of inviting i just think i think it's it goes along with the hypnosis and it goes along with the uh sort of manipulation and charm of it okay that they know they've won
1: because my mind i I mean i know they're two separate things but my mind was kind of like i wonder if that's kind of a their twist on it you might know, inviting be. me in I can't do what I want to do until you invite me to do it. So that's kind of how my mind was like trying to play with them changing up that
0: trope. And look, I think that's fair. I think it's completely fair to see it like that. I'm perfectly happy to see it like that. How I have kind of always seen it is in a very, very kind of messed up way. In a very, very kind of... Um, i am taking a lot of pleasure in knowing that i'm going to cause you pain well i felt that definitely
1: in this movie that's what i felt like it was like they're dancing and he kind of sneakily takes off her crucifix necklace and then he kind of asks her but she doesn't really know what she's asking for you know, he he plays it like you can travel the world and you can do all of this and you can have an adventure. Is that what you want? Is that what you want? Is that what you want? And he doesn't do it until she says yes. So she's saying yes, but she doesn't know that she's agreeing to become a vampire. But he doesn't do the thing that he plans to do and bite her or to turn her until she says yes. Whereas yeah. in Blackula, which we'll get into in more detail, he was very kind of loving about it and like, you know... I will, t- I will only take you willingly. I will, I will not hurt you. I will make you go if you don't want to go with me. If you don't want to go with me, I will leave you alone. Like he was very romantic and sweet and yeah. genuine about it. So that's kind of where my mind was like, well, is it kind of an invitation thing where, you know, just like a location, it's also with a person that they desire above it. Anything else? Somebody that they need above anything else. That they need yeah. that invitation to move forward. Because yeah, like Eddie Murphy, even though his was in a more manipulative way, he didn't didn't do. He could have just bit her whenever he felt like it, but he felt like he had to charm her and romance her, and he couldn't do it until she said yes. This is what I want.
0: I think it all depends on how you ultimately view vampires. Um, And and I don't think there's there's not a right or wrong way of doing it because both both are essentially, well, they're not the same thing, but both um, end up the same way. Both end up the same way and both are perfectly enjoyable ways of viewing any movie with a vampire in it. It's just whether you think, because what's coming across here now to me is that you think vampires are kind of... Um, Or, or, no, maybe that, maybe this isn't true. Maybe this isn't true, but I think vampires are very, very, very evil creatures that just want to, that are pure evil and have no sort of
1: real love about them at all. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Whereas maybe, and I don't know, I don't know, but maybe this is your Twilight mind thinking. And just going, surely there's got to be some real love in a vampire. Surely there's got to be some shred of niceness in a vampire. Whereas I'm just like, no, I don't think there is. But I don't think either way is right or wrong.
1: Okay, because I I mean, you just different. In Blackula, we get a vampire that does kind of have both sides. We do, and you really did enjoy that vampire. I did. So. Um, and I did I have... explain to you in Twilight films, like, there aren't just the lovey-dovey vampires. There are vampires, like, yeah. the vampires you know, who are just pure killers and don't care about anything else. And just care about keeping their secret. And if anyone violates the secret of discovering vampires, they'll, they will kill you without hesitation. Like, there are vampires that embody the typical idea of a vampire.
0: There's so many different types of vampires. Because you can, as long as you have the core elements... Of what a vampire is. You can play around with it all you want to.
1: And I think there is a need to kind of freshen up these basic tropes to make it interesting. Otherwise you're getting the same story over and over and over again. So I liked aspects of this movie where he had the ghoul who was kind of his servant and he's gradually like falling apart. Um, Yes. You know, that was, that made for some comedic stuff. um, And also felt like, you know, kind of that whole... um, You know, and I feel like that's something you would see in a horror movie where, you know, the vampire has his like servant, like that whole kind of master servant thing is definitely a big part just in monster movies in general, I think. So I liked having that aspect in there as well. So I think they did some interesting things to, um, you know, distinguish it from other vampire stories while still keeping the core elements like you mentioned.
0: Absolutely, absolutely, and not least of all, you know, not least of which is, of course, the fact that it's entirely black, which, yes. you know, apart from Blackula, hadn't been done, yeah, in in, in vampire movies, um, but. Having said that, without Blacky, we wouldn't have got Vampire in Brooklyn. I don't think I don't think so either. and look, Vampire in Brooklyn is a very, very fun movie. It's a very, very entertaining movie. It's a real as far you know as far as I'm concerned it's a real a real vampire movie. It's a real straight vampire horror movie, yeah um, it just happens to have very funny Eddie Murphy in the lead and a bit of comedy with his, uh, his ghoul servant. I feel like that's a big part of vampires as well, though obviously it is the whole master servant thing, because that's, again, this is how I just sort of favourably see vampires. And when I say this, it's not like I can't accept other types of vampires. Of course, I can accept other types of vampires. That is what I'm saying. You can take the core elements of a vampire and spin them however you want to. As long as those core elements are there, it's still going to be enjoyable and it's still going to make sense.
1: And it's going to be a fresh take and make it more interesting for you to watch. Because there will at least be elements that you've never seen before or done in a different way that's maybe fun and really creative. Um, So you can appreciate you know what they tried to do in making it a little bit different so it's not the same old thing over and over.
0: Yeah. I mean, look, I said I said this on the on the live stream as well, but look at the best example of comedic vampires with the movie and the TV show of what we do in the shadows. Now, that is a ridiculously different take on vampires, but they all have the same core elements that make vampires vampires. Yeah. And they all have a master servant mentality. Mhm. They all have a prey and predator mentality. They just happen to be ridiculous about it and they happen to go about doing things in ridiculously funny ways. They still have those core and they still vary and this is obviously this is a main main part of vampires as well. Is they have to be? sinisterly sexual as i like to say oh yes they have to be because that is is an inherent part
1: of the character
0: that is what makes the vampire scary and that is what makes the vampire an effective monster when it originated in obviously the in the late 1700s you think about the world in the late 1700s and going all obviously all the way through Uh, Victorian-era Britain in the the 1800s and that kind of thing, you think what society was like, you think what people was like, were they going to be happy to have a kind of sexually charming, predatory, otherworldly force that's preying on, ooh, innocent women? No. They wouldn't have not have liked that, would they? Which is why Dracula... Is a thing basically. You
1: grab your torch and pitchfork.
0: You can grab <laughs> your torch and pitchfork. So that's usually for the ogres, though, isn't it? Yeah.
1: It's not usually for
0: the vampires. <laughs> Although you can grab your torch you can, and pitchforks for the can. vampires, but you can. <laughs> you, it, you'd you be more. You'd be more. You, you you would be better off. I think grabbing you can. your garlic for, and your crucifix.
1: For any uh, universal monster, I think you could grab a torch and pitchfork.
0: You could, you could, (laughs) but garlic and crucifix is your better option when it comes to vampires, because what do vampires not like? Religion, Janine. And what did Victorian people like, Janine? They liked religion. Lots of religion. (laughs) They liked religion. Uh, And just, this is, that is just why I love vampires so much, because they are so is why I love horror so much, because it's so defined, but you can spin it in so many different ways. Mm-hmm. And you I can...
1: did like that they, you know, like you said, they did put things in there that, just like in Blackula, they added things in there that made it inherently, like, of black culture, like the Caribbean thing, and even yeah. you know, with Blackula, like, him and his wife were trying to talk to the real Dracula about abolishing slavery in yeah. in Europe and stuff like that. So,
0: if we are coming to the end of our conversation on Vampire in Brooklyn, Janine, unless you have anything else to say about it,
1: um, I just I did not like Angela Bassett's wig. I have to mention no, that that's it's a point. Very terrible. That's <laughs> a point.
0: It was not a great look. I thought the makeup in Vampire in Brooklyn, for the most part, was good. Yeah. I thought the makeup of the ghoul servant was good. And I thought the makeup on Eddie Murphy, when he turned full vampire, was very good good as well. Mm -hmm. But no, I am in agreement with you. Angela Bassett's hair looked weird.
1: (laughs) It did. That's why they had lots of hats, I think. Um, But um, yeah, I liked that there was that conflict that she, you know wouldn't succumb like to what he wanted her to do when she kind of switched to a vampire like he was trying to get her to feed because he needed her to change fully and she refused and she fought against it. And so I think they do a good job setting up kind of her strong will throughout yeah. the whole movie to show, you know, that she's not going to succumb to that in the end. Um, so, yeah, like I didn't really think about that in watching it before, but in watching it this time, I was like, yeah, they kind of set her up as this character who's very strong willed, um, you know, and she's a cop. So, of course, she's, you know, she is, they set her up to be this very kind of person all about justice and doing the right thing and, you know, very strong person. So, I think that all played into her fighting against. Feeding and wanting yeah. to do what he wanted her to do, so in the end, that's how she was kind of able to win.
0: Again, it's a great, it's a great different little spin on the the sort of on the vampire's bride character. Yeah, because you look at typical, you look at you know Dracula's brides and Dracula's wives and all those kind of things. They're just kind of soulless women who just do his bidding without a second thought
1: and even her she like she didn't agree to any of this he played it like oh yes do you want to do this and this and this and have this adventure and blah 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 and she said yes not realizing what she was agreeing to so she wasn't manipulated in a different way but not manipulated into wanting to become like that yeah, um, like in other stories you see. So I liked kind of that aspect, and then even just in the end with the ghoul kind of getting to end up being the oh, new yes. vampire yes. in Brooklyn.
0: <laughs> there's, there's a new vampire in Brooklyn. Yes, drive me around. I love how he gets, I love how he gets drove around everywhere as well. Yeah. His own special, his own special car. I yes. like it. Um, but yeah, look, that's a it's a really kind of it's a, it's, a, it's a good change to have in a vampire movie is is the i, I know i keep calling the vampire's bride that's just the sort of character trope i'm going off here i'm not yeah. trying to be derogatory in any way um but it's a good it's I, I like that we have a reluctant vampire's bride even when she is the vampire's bride yeah, <laughs> you know, not even just beforehand when she's supposed to be, but when she's actually turning, she's still no. I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this, and I like that. I yeah. like that. Always change up your vampire stories. Keep the core, but change up all the rest of it. Yeah, this is and- why I love. This is why I love movies like uh, the 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 Vampire Lovers with Ingrid Pitt from the early 70s which is the lesbian vampire movie which is just great because it just <laughs> changes everything up so much it Ooh, gives I women like all the power
1: i like that <laughs> oh you know i like being a woman with power especially on this show so ingrid pitt has so <laughs> much
0: power in that movie
1: oh i have to watch that that sounds very interesting um but another element i did like also was just kind of her being able to kind of see things and dream things that were going to happen like she ends up painting this painting and it turns out to be her friend's kind of death so you know
0: bit of foresight going on there.
1: yes and of course you have to have your voodoo man who explains (laughs) your old voodoo man
0: you have to (laughs) have voodoo don't you You, you... to
1: is there to explain all the lore to you the exposition voodoo man
0: (laughs) This is the uh, this is the thing, isn't it? Isn't it? I mean, look, black people in horror started off basically as voodoo priests, and that was it.
1: Yes, and it's even a trope. I think it's called the magical negro. The magical negro. Yes, exactly. Yes.
0: You still can't get away from that in Vampire in Brooklyn. I'm afraid there is still evidence a magical of magical negro
1: there. Yeah, there. Although they do kind of do a funny thing where he's like goes to stab Eddie Murphy and he stabs him in the stomach and Eddie Murphy's like ah this is where my heart is this is where my stomach is you should know old man stupid <laughs> you stab, stab me in the stomach <laughs> you of all people voodoo man <laughs> you should know you know all the lore of a vampire but you stab me in the stomach with your big old stick <laughs> he's right he's
0: right he's not yeah. wrong he's not wrong Jenny he's yeah. not wrong. <laughs> At all. No, I I, I had a lot of fun with Vampire in Brooklyn, though. Yeah. hell of a lot of fun with it. I I always appreciate a fresh vampire movie. And it was a very, very fresh vampire movie. And I don't mean fresh in the slang 90s way. Like Fresh Prince of (laughs) Bel-Air. Despite the fact that it kind of works. Because mid-90s black people kind of works. Yes. That was very generic. That was very (laughs) stereotypical of me. (laughs) apologies um but yeah it's a fresh take on the vampire and i always like that but you know what else is a very very fresh take on the vampire and the movie that vampire in brooklyn would not exist without janine
1: uh (laughs) blackula
0: is blackula blackula you may think blackula That sounds like the worst, most trash bag movie of all time. You need to read the synopsis.
1: You need to read the synopsis on the back.
0: I don't have it with me. I don't have it with me.
1: It's so good. You have to read it. (laughs) I don't
0: have the synopsis on the back of the DVD I have of Blackula (laughs) with me. But it is literally makes it out to be the stupidest movie of all time. It's like, ooh, he's Dracula's soul brother number one. (laughs) And that sort of stuff. It's ridiculous. It makes it sound like a joke, Jenny.
1: Yes, you read that to me before we watched it, and it was like black exploitation kind of synopsis in every form. Just like, yeah, this, yeah, like Dracula's soul brother number one. Like, he's, not, just all he's these... not.
0: Dracula's soul brother <laughs> no. at all. He hates Dracula.
1: <laughs> There's like all these kind of like puns, and like it's ridiculous. So I, I know both of us going into this movie were like. Uh, okay well, this is gonna be some kind of joke and it was actually like a legit horror movie um and cause, it was like,
0: fully legit
1: and i think what also made a difference is what we talked about before when you were kind of talking about the differences with white directors and black directors doing these black films how that plays um and most of the movies during the black exploitation era were made by white people but this happened to be one instance where it was made by a black person the director was a black person so i feel like that played a lot into why this felt more distinguished it felt more like a real story and not just some kind of silly crazy um, fantasy, like a coffee where, you know, you're just going around, but blowing heads off and, you know, this kind of crazy, uh, murder fantasy kind of situation. It felt like a real legit horror movie, um, that paid respect to, you know, black people. Uh, so I really appreciated that a lot because yeah. And when you read that, cover you're gonna be like what is this kind of joke movie and then it turns out to be a legit horror movie so i was very pleasantly surprised by that and i think even the lead actor he had fought to kind of put things in there that made it more legitimate like he was like no i want him to be like an african prince who you know is trying to have conversations with the actual dracula about abolishing slavery in europe and things like that so i liked you know that they made him a more distinguished giving him like such a distinguished background and things like that
0: i think it should not be understated how important it is that William Crane the director was a black director yeah i think it is enormous because you look at the difference in you know in in the sort of style of of this movie and the style of coffee both black exploitation movies both good movies yeah but you look at the st- you look at the difference in style you look at the kind of slightly stereotypical and um, a little bit, I know you talked about sort of black black fetishization and that kind of thing as well, that was somewhat apparent in coffee. Yeah. And obviously the stereotypes were in coffee as well.
1: And I mean a lot of kind of freely used negative slang and black terminology, you know, lynching and and words yes. and things like that, yes, and, you know,
0: and while you know I think in a, we were in agreement by you know overall that coffee had its merits as a black movie yeah. as well, has many, many merits as a black movie, you know we can't get away from from the the cons that were in there, the negatives that were in there now it's completely different with blackula it is <laughs> it's like this is this is perhaps the most i mean it's it's i mean to call it the most black exploitation black exploitation movie is inaccurate because i think black exploitation has to have some level of nonsense to it for it to be actual you know full on black exploitation because it, it just has to have sort of a silly style to it um, but I think it is the most legit black exploitation movie that I've seen. It is certainly.
1: It takes itself very seriously. I think it really, really, and I does. think had it made, it been made by a Jack Hill or somebody like you know who's did a lot of movies for that era, a white director, it would have kind of been that silly. Uh, exploitative fantasy kind of yeah. fetishizing of black people kind of situation, but here it, was, it took itself very seriously and it was very, um you know, steeped in all the things that you would see in a normal, you know, old yeah. Dracula movie. So. And look
0: again, I don't think we're saying that people like, you know, Jack Hill shouldn't be, shouldn't you know have respect put on them for actually making black movies at. at that time but it's just the significant difference to have william crane behind blackula yeah rather than you know an actual black man behind the the camera of blackula makes an enormous enormous difference And and i know we watched that documentary as well yes which was horror noir which is the history of black people in horror which is a fantastic documentary thank you
1: thank you tim franco for recommending that um yeah and uh william crane he does talk about how like i didn't see any other black people on that set aside from me so the fact that like the whole cast was black the director's black but like no one else making this movie is black um he had to fight for a lot of different things um to get the movie made how he wanted and to you know have respect put on black people like he wanted um, because I'm sure they wanted to throw all kinds of goofy things in there Um, but he had to you know he had to fight for a lot of things in that documentary he kind of talks about all that stuff Um, but just the fact that you're making a movie that is called Blackula and there are no other black people working on this movie besides the director and the people in it like it's just kind of crazy to think about
0: it is It is, it is a little bit, and to get this out of the way first, because we can talk about actual things that are actually important first, I love the fact that Elisha Cook is in this movie, because he's in every movie ever, and he's, I love him. He's a, such a good, recognizable character actor that was in about 7,000 movies in his entire career. It's ridiculous.
1: Oh, is he the guy that that vampire was like running at in that very yes. cool kind of shot yes. scene? Yeah. Yes, that's
0: exactly. <laughs> the, the the older white man. The, yes. older, the, the one older white man in this movie is Alicia Cook. So Alicia Cook's out of the way, actual, the rest of the movie. <laughs> that shot, for example, is great. That yes. slow-mo running... Down the what hallway? It's like a hallway of a hospital or something like that. Yeah,
1: like it's like the morgue of the police station or something. And like this woman has been bitten and and killed by a vampire, and she of course reemerges fully as a vampire, and she's just running full on um at him while he's on the phone yes while he's on the phone and like slow-mo shot her coming straight to you and it just kind of flashes back to his face and flashes back to her as she's running slow-mo to him and it's such a great shot
0: it really really is and i know that william crane talked in the documentary about how difficult it was to just get the cam, get the camera that was necessary for that shot because he really really wanted that shot yeah and he got that shot and it's such a good,
1: it well is.
0: done, William Crane. Well done. <laughs> yeah. Success. Um, I love that. I love William Crane's beard as well, Janine. I don't know if you noticed that William yes, Crane had a he's... lovely beard. He did. He in, did in the documentary. I am a big fan of big fan of that guy. Big fan of the uh, the fashion in Blackula as well. To be perfectly honest with you, uh, the one. Uh, what is it detective or wh- whoever he is the yeah. kind of second lead of the movie yes he he is in the most exquisite turtleneck blazer combinations throughout the oh, entire yeah. movie oh yeah
1: definitely 70s cops fashion to the he has
0: a mustache yes he's he has a fabulous perfect.
1: mustache
0: <laughs> so i was a big fan of that guy and even the I female lead
1: she had some is great it... costumes as well
0: yeah she does i think his name was booker bradshaw
1: that's a good name too. Which is a good name.
0: (laughs) Which is a good name as well. I'm pretty sure that was his name. Um, But he was great. He was he was great. To be fair, as as the as the detective, you know, it's very, it's kind of rare that in a in a in a monster movie that you really really remember the guy who's going after the The vampire. Yeah, you know, but that guy was I really liked him. I really liked him. He was yeah, good. Too. He had a lot of personality and a lot of charisma. And obviously, whenever he turned up... I mean, I know it was just the fashion of the time, but looking back at it now, it's just like, yes to yes. all of this he man's outfits. he looks so slick. Yeah. <laughs> it's great. But anyway, Blackula opens, like you said, with... Blackula before he's Blackula, when he's known as, what is it, Prince Mamawali. Yes. Um, j- Just an African prince. I don't know exactly where in Africa he's from. I don't think I they don't say. think they
1: specify, no. Him but and his wife. With, yeah, He's
0: with his wife. They're at Castle Dracula. They're talking to Dracula about the prospect of abolishing slavery. Now, this is set at this point in the 1700s have you ever seen a movie a black movie with african royalty in the 1700s even at all before janine uh never this movie has that janine yes and not only does it have that they're talking about abolishing slavery
1: yes and obviously Dracula is completely but Dracula's racist. Not about it.
0: <laughs> yes, Dracula's not about it. Dracula's obviously very, very racist. Dracula says the line, slavery has its merits and and other such <laughs> other such ridiculous terrible things. things. Yes. I do not care for this Dracula. Yes. He is not Christopher Lee, Bella Lugosi, or any of the other good Draculas. <laughs> this guy is terrible.
1: Yes. So then, like when um Blackula before he's Blackula, uh, Prince Mama Wally, is that what it is?
0: Mamawali, I think. Yes, yeah.
1: he you know tries to fight back on him about his views, and so what does he do? He turns him in, into he
0: a does. vampire, and then and he, he does him.
1: he he does dub him. He says the words, "You will now be Blackula."
0: He does which, yes, okay, we can give him that, we can give him that that he does dub him blackula, but he leaves him there for two hundred years, yes, which is not nice because then Blackula arises from his from his slumber, doesn't he? We fast forward to to those slightly slightly i mean there's a there's a there's a negative of this movie, actually, yeah, there's a very ridiculous a
1: bit, gay couple who get yeah. this house and they find the coffin with him and he attacks them. We um, can't
0: have everything, can we, Janine? The movie No. <laughs> the movie really, really is is very, very good for for black people. It's not the best for the for the gay community. <laughs> no, it, no. Janine? It
1: was very stereotypical gay characters, um that find he... him and get killed. And yes, uh, they do. Yeah. <laughs> so then as now, he's kind of going around the town, he sees a woman who is the embodiment of his wife.
0: Yeah, of his, of his, you know, of his former former wife who was killed by Dracula when, um, or, or died well, presumably just died, died anyway, yeah. when Dracula turned Mamuale into Blackula, originally at the start of the movie. Um, yes, do how much do you like, uh, Blackula's makeup when he goes full vampire?
1: i mean it's a little silly like they just make his sideburns kind of like cover his whole face and give him like hairier eyebrows Um.
0: they give him a monobrow (laughs) and huge sideburns (laughs) yes to go along with his regular mustache
1: yes but i mean it was it was enough to kind of distinguish the difference of when he's like normal and when he's not um
0: do you know what i really do appreciate though is that blackial has a mustache and i know that sounds silly but if you read Dracula, Dracula has a mustache. Okay. So I don't really remember Dracula having a mustache in anything I've seen. No,
1: but he always has that pointed hairline and I will I you know, will I was very happy to see that they did an afro and Hair, yes, pointed did. hairline.
0: somehow they gave a black man a widow's peak <laughs>
1: yes but, but it was still an afro
0: <laughs> but it was yes yeah, so, or yes it was um but i love the fact that he has a mustache cuz it, it is in that way the most accurate portrayal of dracula ever
1: yes which i, I love have to say. <laughs> which
0: i love it is a very very unusual vampire movie in the sense that it acts more like uh, 1932 the mummy. Than it does a regular vampire movie because he's just he's been awoken from centuries long slumber and is seeking the uh, embodiment of his former wife. Yeah, it's the it's... exact same story yeah. as 1932's the mummy. It's the exact same. Um, so I like that. Because it's a spin on it, Janine. It's a spin on the vampire movie.
1: <laughs> yes. Throwing some mummy elements, throwing elements throwing from some another movie. Yeah. Um, throwing some mummy and elements. I did like that he was very loving towards her and that she actually wasn't like too afraid of him because I think he kind of attacks her, I think, because he just sees her and he's like, Oh my gosh, it's my wife. So then he like I think he's like steals her purse so that he can see like who she is and stuff um and so she's frightened at first but when she sees him again he returns her purse and he talks to her and they ultimately kind of form this bond relationship and he's very kind of kind to her and like he tells her the truth and tells her you know I won't change you unless you're willing I will you know leave you alone if you don't want this um and she ends up being, you know, falling in love with him as well. So, um I liked that element that it was kind of sweet, but he still, you know, was out there doing his just killing random people and stuff <laughs> and still being a vampire um yeah. meanwhile but with her because she was kind of that reincarnation of his wife, um they were able to have that loving relationship. So, then it kind of makes for such a, a, an even more tragic end for him.
0: It does Yeah, it does. Um I th- I do think it is very very important to be honest and I know I said this before that vampires should always be evil and vampires should always you know have have that about them otherwise they're not real vampires. This is such a unique instance and such a unique movie that I don't think that I think there is more important things at play in Blackula than the need to be entirely accurate with our vampire. Yeah. I think the fact that, obviously, it has elements of, you know, what I, you know, see as the mummy in there with its kind of... It actually being a dark romance story. Yeah. And looking at, you know, taking a view in the outside world, taking a view outside of the movie, how important is it to show um to show a obviously a black lead in a horror movie not as a villain? Because Blackula isn't really a villain. He's Blackula, he's the monster, but he's not a villain in this movie. And I th- I just think that is very, very important in terms of the wider context of what's going on. Yeah. World, in the world, and all that, guess, especially, of course, in the US and all that kind of stuff. But 1973, we'll, we're, we are... Six, four, five years. Can't do maths. We're five <laughs> years past Night of the Living Dead. We're five years past Night of the Living Dead, which is, of course, the first big... Black horror. Black-led horror movie. Yeah. Um, the, Obviously, Night of the Living Dead ends in a very, very depressing manner. Yes. Um... And to a lesser extent, Blackula ends in a sad manner. But I just think when you see when it would be, it would have been so very easy to make Blackula a typical vampire, and it and and him to it would have been so very easy to make to make Blackula Black Dracula. And they didn't. They made him Blackula. He's his own person. He's his own thing. He's, he's got his own way of doing things. He's his own version not... of that character,
1: that he's classic his, exactly. character. Yeah.
0: He. Exactly. And he isn't a villain. He is a romantic lead that you actually root for, just like you root for the mummy in the mummy.
1: Yeah. Because ultimately, what he wants is what he lost what was taken from him yeah and they set him up as a good person who's trying to do good things he was a prince he was trying to fight for you know ending something terrible that's being you know that's happening to his people um and then he gets punished for that and he loses everything so when he comes back as blackula You know, even though he's killed people, you know, as a vampire and doing those vampiric things, turning into a bat and, you know, all of that stuff, you still find a way to root for him because you know who he was when he was a human. You see how he is with the woman he loves and trying to get back what he lost. And you want that for him despite everything else he's doing. So I think you have to do a really good job investing in character to make you care about him even though he's doing things that are inherent to his character um you still can root for him because of how well they set him up as a man um going into becoming blackula
0: I just think it's so impressive and it's such a unique movie I just feel like I know you know you always Everybody always says if you're gonna watch black exploitation movies, watch Shaft and Coffee and Sweet Sweetbacks, I guess as well. But watch Blackula because it's actually the most kind of it's actually kind of the most positive depiction of black people in a black exploitation yeah, movie I've seen. Definitely. Overall, overall, like, look. In Shaft, Shaft, and Coffee, and Sweet, Sweetback's, and that kind of thing, has positive depictions of Black people, sure, but it also has a hell of a lot of it negative has, depictions,
1: stereotypes. Yeah, and even in that documentary, there they talk about kind of that fine line that um, Black exploitation, you know, draws like while it was a way to highlight black people and have them be the stars of these films, there were also a lot of kind of stereotypes that came along with that. So it's like, you know, a give and take with that whole genre in general. So when you're having one that's directed by a black man and, you know, portraying these people through his eyes and how he sees them um, and relates to them, I think it's a much more positive uh, angle on the storytelling for sure
0: definitely i really really do so i would just say just go and watch blackula don't don't be put off by thinking it's a stupid movie because it is far 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 from a stupid movie it is one of the smartest and i honestly think most important vampire movies in movie history yeah and it's it's very very good as well it's like a it's a really Le- good legit movie. horror
1: movie. Like and just in general, like just reading that synopsis, that ridiculous synopsis, and then going into it, seeing just how legit it was was such a nice surprise. And what what's the lead actor's name? He was
0: Willie he- William Marshall.
1: Yes, he was so wonderful. Like, he I really was. I wish, like, he would have done more movies and things like that because he was just brilliant. So distinguished and charming and refined and, you know, very attractive. Like, I was like, hey, okay, hey, black, you know.
0: Okay. Oh, I mean, the dude's like, <laughs> so the dude's swath. like six foot four. Yes. He's really sort of bo- deep, booming voice. I have all the charisma in the entire world, yes. and I'm going to do anything I want to do. I'm William Marshall, and, I, and you're going to let me, aren't you? Yes, you are, because I'm William Marshall, and I just have that much charisma. I have a moustache. I'm very handsome. I talk like Christopher Lee. It's the best yes he it's felt very
1: he felt so distinguished and like shakespearean and like you know like just you just want to hear him just stand in a spotlight monologuing for hours because right. he is just so good
0: like i love that he orders a bloody mary as yes, well
1: i'll have a bloody mary like oh so good
0: because <laughs> they go they obviously they go to a nice 70s club don't they janine they,
1: yes
0: and it's all very it's all very fun and Mamawali comes in because he refers to himself as Mamawali, and you know, he's he's fully aware of who he was. Yeah, which I like as well, which is somewhat, somewhat unusual. When you you know have been turned by another vampire, yeah, somewhat unusual to to remember fully who you were. Um, but I I love his interactions with, you know who he believes to be the embodiment of his wife who of course eventually kind of they form their relationship yeah and you're rooting for that relationship despite what other people are saying like because it's the kind cop, of dangerous
1: yeah the cop who's chasing him is sisters with the the uh, reincarnated wife yes so they are close to her and they you know are suspecting him as the vampire so they're very kind of trying to keep her away from
0: him but he is, he is, William Marshall is...
1: So great, so
0: great. Incredibly captivating on screen. Yes. And I, we have yet to watch the sequel, Screamer Blackula Scream. That also stars Pam Grier.
1: Yes, I'm excited to watch that after this. I,
0: uh, I think I will be watching Scream Blackula Scream at some point soon. Uh, I have no doubt that it's also a good movie. Yes. And I'm just going to be so, like you said before, so pleasantly surprised. And I mean, I suppose in a, in a in a nice world, I would think that the marketing was done on purpose, or was done purposely ridiculously to make you think it was a completely different movie to what you were going into. And then when you went into a movie that was actually very, 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 very good, you You're pleasantly thought, surprised. Wow, okay. But I don't think it was that at all. I think the marketing <laughs> was just exactly come on watch a funky black exploitation movie. Yeah, funky funk soul.
1: And then you get this legit good horror movie get... that's like a great take on Dracula, you know? Yeah.
0: It's great. It's a really, really great movie. I like the fact that the um in in the in the club where the frequent there's the one band that's constantly playing that's only known for the song "Rock, rock the Boat." Rock the
1: boat, yeah. So I'd like to know where you got the notion.
0: <laughs> yeah, that. Are, are we doing a sing-song?
1: <laughs> yeah, you're supposed to do the "Rock the Boat" part. Rock the boat. Rock the boat. Rock the boat, baby.
0: Rock the boat.
1: <laughs> Don't tip the boat over.
0: <laughs> rock the boat. <laughs> rock the
1: boat, baby. <laughs> rock the boat. <laughs> <laughs> we're things so. yes so that band is in the movie so you get a little treat yes. oh and
0: they're, like, they're go, they're going for it as well let's not let's not they're like the dancing is a little bit intense
1: yes but the director the rock talked rock about people. i remember him in the documentary also talking about how they were having like white people dancing together and black people dancing together and he was like no we need to mix these people up like like, he, he even had to just yes. like fight just to get the people dancing at the club in the background to just mix, mosh, and all dance together. Because like, when people were setting them up to dance, it was like a white couple and a black couple and just like very segregated. Um, he said so he, it went,
0: he said it had to go all the way up to the top.
1: Yes. That decision to just have everybody mix together and just dance together. Something as simple as that. It's crazy.
0: All the applause to William Crane. Yes, and William Marshall and the other wonderful actors in this movie.
1: So good, so good. So yes, if you want to see some good horror, watch Blackula. It's so good.
0: Really, Booker Bradshaw. Who I'm I'm sh- sure that's his name, unless I'm thinking of a, the wrong movie. Well, that's um, such I think a good name. <laughs> Denise Nichols, who's, uh, who's the the reincarnated lead? I forget people's names. Let me I'm just going to absolutely guarantee it's uh, no I am am I thinking of the wrong movie? <laughs> oh no, Denise Nichols. Oh no, Denise Nichols Denise Nicholas is uh, Michelle, who's the other one.
1: Okay, the, the cops, the cop with the good mustaches, this is yes. uh. Wa- Vanetta
0: girlfriend. McGee. Vanetta McGee is his uh, is Tina, his wife. Okay. Oh no, no. It's not Booker Bradshaw. Aw. Booker Bradshaw was the one in coffee, wasn't he?
1: Who is this guy?
0: Booker, wait a minute. I'm just trying to find. (laughs) Oh no, Booker Bradshaw. Booker Bradshaw was Howard in coffee, the terrible guy, the congressman. Oh, okay. That's who Booker Bradshaw was. Why did I think that was him? I just, I just saw the name, didn't I? And it stuck with me. The name stuck with me.
1: that however, guy with that mustache and that turtleneck looked like he could be a Booker Bradshaw
0: however <laughs> he, I mean yes does he almo- Does he also look like he could be a Thalmus Rasoolala what <laughs> that's the man's name what <laughs> he was in he was in uh, Star Trek okay he was in Star Trek he was in uh, New Jack City oh mm-hmm. But I, I apologize. It's not Booker Branshaw. It's not Booker <laughs> Branshaw. Booker Branshaw was Howard the Terrible Congressman. Oh, okay. coffee. Me. Thalmus Rasoolala.
1: Okay. Thalmus, that's a good, that's I mean a good for name one, too. is a
0: phenomenal name. Yes. I mean, if you... Uh, I apologize for getting the name wrong. I apologize <laughs> for okay, getting the name okay. wrong.
1: As long as we fact check at the end, we're good.
0: Yes, we did. All the applause to him as well, and he's outstanding.
1: 70s top Yeah. <laughs>
0: Nobody else. Uh, look, everybody Everybody listening to this now is going, oh, you got the name wrong. You didn't know either.
1: <laughs> yeah, you had no you idea. You didn't know either. I didn't even know Blackula was a thing.
0: <laughs> you know the difference between Booker Bradshaw and Thalmus Rasoolola. <laughs> I do. I do now.
1: Now, yeah. So
0: check it. <laughs> Educate. <laughs> education.
1: The more you know.
0: Exactly. Exactly, Janine. (laughs) Ultimately, though, I love Blackula. I liked Vampire in Brooklyn. I loved Blackula.
1: Same, same. Definitely.
0: I'm so happy. Me too. I'm so happy, Janine. (laughs) Black
1: horror. Yes.
0: Black horror. Black horror's, you know, in an outstanding place at the moment. Even though, you know, obviously we don't have... New movies don't exist anymore. But Black Horror is still in an outstanding place.
1: Definitely. Because,
0: Um, obviously, it it kind of is all down to one individual at the current present as well. Yes. Mr. (laughs) Peel. Now, we have to keep remembering that the new Candyman is not directed by Jordan Peel. Produced. It's directed by Nia DaCosta, a black woman.
1: Yes.
0: Yes. It's so just going to get better and better. Just going to get exciting. better and better. I'm and excited I, for the new Canada.
1: And just like with um, Vampire in Brooklyn, even though Blackula was like, oh, Black Dracula was like the whole kind of selling point of the movie, once you got into it, that had nothing to do with anything. Like, he was just a vampire man yeah. doing it up, doing the damn thing. So, like, once you got into the story, like, the race part of it didn't you know didn't add anything to the you know no, he, he, wasn't the core of the it's irrelevant
0: plot. yeah which is the it's the best kind of it's the best kind of black movie when i mean i'm not going to say stuff like that the best kind who am i to say <laughs> that sort of thing i just think it's it's good when a black movie I don't know what I'm trying to say.
1: Um, It's good when they don't completely ignore that aspect of the story, but they don't make it like an inherent plot point. Like they're not going to keep telling you that he's a black Dracula. He's black Dracula. He's black Dracula. Like at a certain point, you're just watching it and he's just a vampire, you know, killing people and trying to get his resurrected love back, you know. Yeah, that exactly. that's what you're focused on. You're not focused that's on. That's what
0: I was trying. To
1: <laughs> <say>. Yes, <laughs> Thank they don't completely you. ignore race as a no. thing that that in the movie, but it doesn't drive the story.
0: Yeah, that's what I meant. That's <laughs> what I meant. Have race in there. Don't beat don't beat everybody over the head with it. Yeah. Sometimes you know, in certain movies, depending it on is what needed. it's about. yeah, it is needed to be. You know and it doesn't feel like you're getting beaten over the head with it in certain movies because it's very, very relevant, but it was way more relevant for this movie to be a successful vampire movie and just happen to, in everybody's subconscious, to realise Blackyler's just great. Yeah. Like, there's nothing wrong with this. There's nothing wrong with what I'm seeing on the screen now in 1973. There's nothing wrong with it. that's what's more important i think i think that is what is is way more important
1: yes so i was super excited to to talk about these movies it was great getting to see blackula because yeah i was expecting some ridiculousness after you're reading that synopsis
0: i know um i know
1: but it was legit legit a great horror movie
0: Yay. Not just black horror movie, but horror
1: movie. Yeah.
0: Celebrations, celebrations. Yes. But also sadness, Janine, because we've come to the end of our <laughs> extra special <laughs> epic we have. black movie series. We have. <laughs> However, next month it will be just as fun because <laughs> Whoa, we're switching it up a bit. Oh gosh. We're switching it up like Blackula switched up <laughs> vampire movies. Because Janine's birthday next month. On the twenty-ninth of August. It is. <laughs> we're doing Janine hasn't seen all <laughs> month. I get to choose what movies we're watching that Janine hasn't seen. Now, it's a little bit harder because Janine's seen a lot of <laughs> movies that I've seen.
1: Like near enough true. all of them. This is true. <laughs>
0: However, I think we're going to have to go quite old with it, aren't we, Janine?
1: Yes, probably. Ultimately,
0: I don't think there'll be many things from the 2000s and things like that in there. <laughs> yes. But I think I think, I think, think we're going to have to go quite old with it.
1: Okay. But
0: I know what we're doing first next and week. What is that? To kick off Janine hasn't seen. What is, is We're doing Vincent Price's The Haunted Palace. <laughs>
1: this is like your favourite movie.
0: Yeah.
1: I've been wanting to see this. It is my favorite
0: Vincent Price movie.
1: You and Kimber are always talking about this movie, and yes, I'm very excited to finally get to watch it.
0: It it is my favorite (laughs) Vincent Price movie. I think it is because of for for many many different reasons. The Haunted Palace is my favorite Vincent Price movie, which we will of course get into on next week's show. But yes, it's Janine hasn't seen for the entire (laughs) month of August. Yes. And it's going to be very, very fun. I get the power for once. <laughs> I never get the power. I feel like Blackula. That doesn't make sense. <laughs> I can't be Blackula. I don't know if you'd notice.
1: Yes, I don't think you could
0: pull I'll, off. I'll have to be Alicia Cook okay. with a hook hand who gets killed. <laughs> yes. That'll be me.
1: And I'll be the crazy vampire lady. And you can be, to be the crazy <laughs> van-
0: Yes. You can be the crazy vampire lady. Okay. Perfect. But how excited are you for Janine hasn't seen?
1: I am very excited. I'm curious to see what you pick for me. Because I mean, I know I relish in some picks <laughs> for you.
0: Yeah, I know so, you do.
1: So it's going to be an interesting switch-up, so I hope you guys. I mean, I'd just like,
0: this. I'd just like to make you aware that we're definitely doing something that you'll be like, ah,
1: oh. something like German folk horror from like the nineteen twenties. I,
0: I mean, you've said it now. You've, you've said it now. Silent, it now. silent
1: German folk horror. You've said it now. you <laughs> oh, you've, you've gone and said it now. <laughs> oh, great. Okay.
0: We'll have continued discussions <laughs> on what you actually maybe do want oh, to watch, oh, though. Oh, okay. Because should there be any any huge movies, for example, in, in movie history that you haven't watched, I would also like to do a couple of those or yes, one of those.
1: there are a lot. <laughs>
0: so I'm sure we'll do those uh, as well. But it's going to be very fun on Janine Hasn't Seen all next month. We are actually calling it fully Janine Hasn't Seen as well. So it's going to be great. Yes. Um but I am very sad that this series has come to an end. It's been, to be perfectly honest, one of my absolute favourite series we've ever Aww,
1: done. Oh that makes me happy to hear. Along
0: with the <laughs> original series, the MCU. Yes. And possibly, for for the surprise and longevity of it, the Fast and Furious series as well.
1: Oh yay. We're going to have to do a countdown on our, like, 100th episode of your favourite series. That's what we'll do. Yes. That's
0: what we'll do. Top series that we've done Yes. Morgan Hasn't Seen Episode 100. What are we on now? 70-something? 70 70-something,
1: 70 yeah.
0: We're a little bit of time off yet. <laughs> We're a little bit of time off yet. It's going to be great. Yes. Yay, though, Janine. Yay. Yay. I'm happy what, you uh,
1: loved another one of my harebrained ideas. So.
0: I did. <laughs> I did. Blackula. I'd like to actually take credit for Blackula as well. Yes. Because I wanted to watch it. You didn't even think of it.
1: I didn't. You had this movie just sitting on your shelf and hadn't watched it yet. So
0: <laughs> Yeah, I did. I bought it as a double feature with Scream, a like, Blackula Black, scream, scream, yes. Which is a great title <laughs> for a sequel. Uh, don't you just miss sequel titles that are like that rather than Iron Two. Man 2.
1: Iron Man 3.
0: Like... Scream, Iron Man, scream. <laughs>
1: yeah, I don't know if that would work, but <laughs> you know what I mean. <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> I I always love. I mean, what was it? Was it? Was it the? Was it the Godfather that was the first part two? That actually was part two.
1: Yeah. I think it was. I think so.
0: Was before that, you were before that sequel titles actually meant something and were good. The curse of the mummy's tomb rather than the mummy. (laughs) (laughs) The the revenge of the mummy's hand.
1: Yeah. Like, can you imagine if the Indiana Jones movies had one and two and three? and? (laughs) exactly.
0: I mean, they came afterwards, but it's the same thing. Yeah. I always get funny with people when they call it Indiana Jones and the Raiders of the Lost Ark
1: no it's just not it's not, it's not
0: what it's called yeah
1: there ain't no indiana jones in the title i want somebody in this moment to say that so i can laugh at them <laughs>
0: <laughs> you should do you should do anyway Janine, <laughs> what uh what can people do where can people go what have we got to do
1: <laughs> oh you can find uh the it's a wonderful podcast feed on all the places the and the spotify's and the apple Podcasts and google something and yes this. you certainly you're, you're certainly better can. at all that than, than me
0: that um, but may yes. be true
1: <laughs> all the places where podcasts are found you can find the it's wonderful podcast feed where we have all three shows machine mondays of course every monday with me janine the machine talking all things schmodown short format podcast just come hang out with me it's fun And then, of course, this show, every Wednesday, Morgan Hasn't Seen, which next month will be Janine Hasn't Seen, uh, where, you know, we pick a related series of films and watch and discuss. So that's going to be a fun time next month. I'm very nervous and excited. And of course, yes. (laughs) And then every Friday, the main show. It's a wonderful podcast. Morgan is always there. And me and Nolan Dean switch off hosting duties and we talk about classic films. So come hang out with us three times a week.
0: Yes, so this week <laughs> on the main show, we are talking, we are, well, frankly, Janine, we're talking another black movie is it is it a black it's not a black movie is it it's a race movie it's a race movie it's yeah. a race movie but it's a sydney poitier movie yes. yay know we love
1: our sydney poitier
0: yay <laughs> it's a patron pick patron pick steve's pick in the heat of the night,
1: night. yes
0: with theme song sung by ray charles and music by quincy jones Yeah. so it kind of is a black movie yeah a little bit it's a half black movie. It's a mixed race movie. <laughs> yes. That's what it is. Let's call it that. Okay. Is that a thing? That's not a thing. I don't think is that's it? a thing, no. Not <laughs> of mixed race movies. That's just that's just called a movie at that point. Yes. Um but it's a Sidney Poitier movie.
1: And yes. it's a very, very
0: famous Sidney Poitier movie because you know, what is his name.
1: They call me Mr. Timps. They do. <laughs> that was a they terrible do. impression. I'm sorry, Sidney Poitier.
0: <laughs> well, it's going to be very fun on Friday in the heat of the night. It's in the party in Rod Steiger. Norman Jewison is the director. Yay for the main show. Monday, Wednesday, Friday, though, we have you covered on the It's a Wonderful podcast feed. As Janine said, find it at all those places or just on Twitter at It's a Wonderful One. Find me on Twitter at The Purple Dawn with the three instead of the E in there because Janine. Three is the magic number. Or on Instagram at just the Purple Don. We have the It's a Wonderful Podcast Patreon. We do. Where you can go and become a patron. Find the tier that's right for you. We have a whole bunch of stuff going on there. The live streams, the bonus content, the added videos, the artwork. All and the little sneak previews. I
1: may be doing play alongs with the singles tournament so we'll see we'll see
0: possible Ah, slowdown play alongs with Mm. the machine it's a whole bunch of stuff going on at the patreon go on there it's a wonderful podcast on patreon or just uh yeah uh, what is it patreon.com slash it's a wonderful one as well yes you can either of those things check us out on there janine all your good stuff is at where
1: you can find me at Janine DeBean on Twitter and Instagram. Um, and you can check out my T Public shop on com at G9 Design. Got my artwork there, got logos for all our shows. Uh, if you are a patron and you have a custom logo, which is a tier you can select, your custom artwork is there for you to buy your own merch. So check all that out at my T Public shop on com at G9 Design.
0: Well, there we go. It has been a delight. The epic, huge, black movie series on Morgan hasn't seen. But until next time, where it will have all changed and I have the power. I'm so excited. I'm going to be coming in (laughs) all guns blazing. Oh, God. It's going to start off nicely with The Haunted Palace. A very, very good movie and a very, very fun movie. But I'm not saying that we're not going to do something weird, Janine.
1: Uh Uh-oh.
0: We're definitely going to be doing some weird stuff. Yay. (laughs) There we go. I think there's only one thing left to do.
1: Three, two, one.
0: Bye.
1: I'll have a bloody merry.